graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. The views and opinions expressed, including the depictions of persons of color and members of the LGBTQA community, do not reflect any official policy or position of the U.S. government. This program contains graphic language, violence, nudity, misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, hate crimes, and depictions of sexual assault. Be advised. We're dicks! We're reckless, arrogant, stupid dicks! And the Film Actors Guild are pussies. And Kim Jong-il is an asshole. Pussies don't like dicks, because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes. Assholes who just want to shit on everything. Pussies may think they can deal with assholes their way, but the only thing that can fuck an asshole is a dick with some balls. The problem with dicks is that sometimes they fuck too much or fuck when it isn't appropriate. Yes, Gary, yes. And it takes a pussy to show them that. But sometimes pussies get so full of shit that they become assholes themselves. Because pussies are only an inch and a half away from assholes. I don't know much in this crazy, crazy world. But I do know that if you don't let us fuck this asshole, we are gonna have our dicks and our pussies all covered in shit. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And for our special 300th episode, we brought a guest on for the fans. Introduce yourself, sir. I am the pistol-packing Urkel, Derail Maddox. <laughs> so back by popular demand, black by popular demand, uh, <laughs> Darrell, for the 300th episode, I said, you know, I was thinking of Paul, I'm like, we should do something special. And um, one of the things I was trying to do, I, I, I've been working with this program, and, and, and I've been trying to get all the artwork for every episode of the past 300 episodes and i wanted to put them like all in this one video and stuff like that so part of that is uh you know since i've gone through like three or four computers since i started this podcast seven years ago um i don't have all the artwork on my hard drive so i have to like go visit the website download the artwork from there and stuff like that so 
um, when I one of the websites because you know we used to go on Podomatic and for some reason our episodes are still on Podomatic. Some ep- not every episode. There are some episodes on Podomatic. Um, I'll download the the artwork and just by going through the motions of downloading the artwork, the episodes will start playing. So you know it was funny. You know I came across a couple of episodes of Darrell on, so I was like, oh man, it'd be so good if we could get him back on uh, for the three hundredth episode. Um, you know I wonder if Oscar because Oscar uh, Darrell, I don't know if you've been listening to the past couple episodes. Like Oscar's kind of fallen off a little bit he's he'll still comment like the last time he commented was sort of right before new york comic-con where he kind of chided me for not being a, a real like reporter like oh you're gonna go to you're going to comic-con and you're pressed but you're not really pressed dude yeah. after you played that that thing where he was singing it was over with Oh yeah, that burned his ass real bad. Thrill, do you know the story about um, how I, I I did a little in- internet investigation and got him? I got rec- I got recordings of him singing. Oh man, really? Yeah, there is <laughs> a, uh, there's there's an app called Smule, and for the long term listeners, uh, they'll they, they know the story. Uh, there's an app called Smule where it's people uh, do basically you do karaoke from your phone and you could like you know you could listen to the song and and you know sing along to the song and like there are people who are out there who are like engineer and get us get the instrumental version of a song and so on and so forth and what happens is like most apps will do is it asks um, you know can we go through your friends list on Facebook and see if you know any of your other friends use this app or whatever so with Oscar being on the app. Uh, it it found his and I found one recording of him singing Madonna's Borderline <laughs> of all fucking songs, you know, Mr. Big Tough Guy or whatever. Uh, and and it was like and it was from years ago. It was like from like 2012 or 2013 or so. And so. You know, it was right around the time because he's been a fan pretty much since the beginning. But it's so funny that, you know, after years of fucking getting abuse from him that I have recordings of him singing fucking Madonna's Borderline was the tough guy. Um, so was so, he like a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a material girl now, Oscar? So he's probably... He, I wonder... I, I'll definitely uh, make note that you're a part of this episode, so he'll probably uh, listen and chime in. Uh, but as we record this, we are recording this a few days after Halloween, uh, one of my more favorite times of the year. And we are four days into No Nut November. <sighs> which... I already wow. failed. <laughs> I'm sorry really? for all the for you know for all the health concerns and 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 I know I understand it's supposed to bring awareness and stuff like that and I just you know I I, I gotta you know because you know what it is even okay when the times that I've gone in my life without jerking off I'll just have a, I'll just I'll just have I'll just have a wet dream like if oh, I go a couple yeah. days without jerking off my body will my body will say look you have to get these fucking demons out of me. <laughs> And I'll just what? I'll just have like a weird fucking wet dream. So it's like, why even? What podcast am I on right now? Jesus <laughs> You're on the masturbator. It's, Apparently, I'm look, I'm you know. Keep it 100, man. I'm I'm. It's episode 300. You know. I mean, at least you know my pipes still work. <laughs> oh, Danny man. boy, the pipes are calling. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so I'd rather. I'd rather take matters into my own hands, <laughs> literally, <laughs> than ruin a pair of drawers. You know. <laughs> but the good thing about—I mean, okay, not good thing. I mean, if I ruin my own pair of drawers, it's not like I'm being embarrassed because I'm a bachelor and I do my own laundry, so I don't have to worry about being embarrassed or anything like that. And speaking of a bachelor, uh, let's well, wonderful how we turn that into a segue. Uh, Paul has finally uh, got his own little bachelor pad. I don't want to say little. I hate. I hate when people do that shit. When someone like so, you talk about someone's. Oh, you got yourself a little car and your little job and your little house. No, Paul's got himself his bachelor pad. 
no. and, and me and Darrell are fucking, we can't wait to fucking invade. Dude, you're, you're not going to have a freaking Bacchanal there, dude. <laughs> Bullshit. Dude, by Dionysus' beard, dude, we and Bacchus, dude, we are about to get lit. Let the <laughs> lituation begin, son. Uh, let's, let's see how fast we can get Paul kicked out of his... <laughs> I can't do that, man. Let's see if I has to oh, get him to like violate his lease and. <laughs> well, it's like who's all the people of the town? Uh, fucking dude, chase him out. We're gonna paint the town red, man. I mean, we're gonna go to Wegmans. You know, we're gonna be opposed as hipsters. You know, we're gonna go to the Upper East Side. You know. You know what's really funny? He says Wegmans, but the minute that he goes in there, he's probably not going to want to leave Rochester. <laughs> yeah, I you. Mean, look, I've I've lived up here for ten years now, and I mean, I understand why people like Wegmans, but I still will not. I haven't fallen under the spell. I mean, I understand. I can stand back logistically and say, okay, I understand why people. Like, but to me, it's like it's no different than like a Whole Foods, and it's no different than you know. Uh, you know, the one thing I can honestly say that Wegmans is good at is that they have like the prepackaged, like when, when you are a bachelor and, and, and you're just a lazy fuck, like you can go there and buy straight up meals that are made. Wow, they got bachelor chow? <laughs> but I'm saying, I mean, yeah. but, I mean, but with relatively, relatively healthy food. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can order a thing that has like, I mean, not the mashed potatoes are healthy, but I mean, you know, it's uh, string beans and mashed potatoes and corn Dude. and all this other. Like, all you have to do is take it home and heat it up, and you're eating a relatively healthy meal. Um, I mean, they do have a, they do have a, you know, a, an interesting. I say interesting because I'm not good because I'm from New York City, so don't talk to me about pizza. But you know, you can buy pizza there. But you know, if you want to be the whole like, you know, gluten free organic uh pizza that costs twenty eight dollars no. uh you know <laughs> you don't do that <laughs> go right ahead and 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 do that um but that, it's so weird how like they they do focus on like healthier stuff until it comes to their bulk items like they, they're known for like their their version of bulk items so like you know if you want a fucking a, a, a bag of potato chips that's the size of a pillow that's like Wegman's brand, but is pretty. I mean, let's be real here. You know, you're using it for a party. That you can buy for like fifty eight cents if you're a member of their <laughs> rewards club or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's so funny how like their whole there's whole sections of the store dedicated to how wonderfully uh, organic and and healthy their food is. You know, but if you're part of the family club and you just gotta fucking you know feed your fucking rugrats, you know, you can buy a fucking potato. A pillow-sized bag of potato chips for fifty-eight cents. You know what of I'm gonna I'm do? Exaggerating. Just to spite you, I'm gonna get you like a Wegman's gift card. And then, <laughs> and then, Darrell, what you're gonna do is you're gonna come with me, and we're gonna go see the guys who roll the fucking sushi. Because you know, uh, you see, you're a gentleman of, of of distinct taste, and you understand, you know, the Japanese culture. And you and yes. I will both go because Rochester, as wonderful as a city as it is, and I say that as I roll my eyes. You know, doesn't exactly have the largest Japanese population, and for all the stores that are that are uh, of all the Wegmans that are that take pl- that happen up here, um, dude, it's it's Chinese guys and Korean dudes rolling sushi, but it's it it to please the ha- to please the white people. You know, it's you always have you always see the guys because the I mean that's the one cool thing is like you could sit there and watch these guys make the sushi as they put it in there in the displays, but these white people cannot tell the difference because you know I grew up in New York City, I can tell the difference. I know my Chinese people, I know my Korean people, I know my Japanese. Japanese people, you know, exactly. they ain't the ones making the fucking, <laughs> you know. Chris is a Wegmans hater. Continue. <laughs> I, I'm very much a Wegmans mm-hmm. I, I mean, Chris never made any freaking denials that he was not a Wegmans hater. I understand how he feels, dude. 
because it's like, you know, we have a chain down here called Publix and, you know, yeah, we do have whole paycheck too, but like where I work now, man, there's literally a Publix there, man. But the fact that I have to deal with dang on hipsters, man, you know, oh, oh fucking posers. <laughs> Buying their white claws. Yeah, dude, like literally that night that I went to get, um, let me see. I was actually getting some avocados, man, because I was um, basically making a, I was doing a taco bar with my god kids for Saturday. And I needed some tomatoes and I needed the dang on avocados and the Persian limes. And these guys come in buying some white claw, just hipster little preppies from, they go to UAB. Oh, well, you know, finals just end and then all of a sudden they buy the white claw and then it's like, well, since we're being so nice, we're going to give you the bag back. So, you know, black cats are like, no, nah, dude, you got to take it in the bag. You know, you just can't have that out your alcohol open. That's state law. Oh, OK. I was like, you dick. You knew that. Come on. I mean, dude, and literally, man, they had on the dang on boat shoes, a pair of shorts, and a long sleeve shirt. And I'm like, man, if y'all get into a fight right now, man, I know y'all gonna lose. I'm like, you're drinking like you're drinking white claw, man. Literally millennial <laughs> Zima. Dude, millennial Zima. <laughs> like, dude, millennial Zima. This is the stuff that like kids used to drink back in the day, man. It tastes like grapefruit juice to me, man. It had no alcoholic content for real. Yeah, I mean, I've tried them, and I bought it. Like I said, I was like, I was at a bar, and my friend was having one, and of course, it was a woman. And I was just like, you know, I said, I ordered. I said, you know, let me, let me, you know, let me not talk shit until I judged it first. And I now I can talk shit because I I had it, and I was like, okay, this is you know, it's water, it's fucking water. It's it, it, exactly mean, what you said. It's it's millennial Zima. Exactly. You know, it's it's uh, uh what was what was the other one? That came in like uh oh my god it was like it was it was another Smirnoff Smirnoff ice. <laughs> okay, now you know I give Smirnoff ice his props, man. It was actually a fake <laughs> drink, you know. Like all jokes aside, like I would rather drink Smirnoff ice than to say I bought a white claw and drunk it, man. Yeah, like, just uh, off the name, it's Smirnoff. You can have some semblance of um. I don't really hate myself for drinking this. <laughs> like Paul with his uh angry orchard. With his, not Angry Orchard. What was it like the Bartles and James? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make his wine cooler. No, the golf. Those are what it is, man. <laughs> oh man, I swear I love that. That's a, all about his alcoholic choices. People drink at brunch, bro. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, I'm Italian. It tastes good. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, uh, so now with with Paul having his own apartment uh you know he's been posting pictures and stuff like that and it's where it's weird because when we first started talking paul like i, I was making a joke i'm like i can hear the echoes of your apartment <laughs> like, it's sort yep. of like you know it's it, when you're a guy and you finally get your first space or whatever like you know you live so fucking bare bones like i'm like my first when i first moved out of my mom's house and and it was i moved out to Phil just south of philadelphia and me and my friends what was that Oh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we lived south of Philly. And, like, me and my friend, like, we both had, like, you know, in each of our rooms, we had, like, it, w- it we didn't even have the fucking, the frame for the bed. It was, like, the box spring and the mattress. And, and once again, this was 1999. So, and that, and, like, our box computers. Yeah, so that's how old he is. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that was the first time I, I was 21, 22 when I moved out of my mom's house. And, uh, you know, well, you had, like, and then we had the big, the big box computer. You know, the big uh, <laughs> towers with the big giant fucking screen that looked like a television set with the big tube in the back. Uh, but it was funny. Like, that was... 
that was the entirety of your house. <laughs> you know, a mattress yeah, a gateway. and a computer. And that's all you, yeah, Adele. Dude, you're getting Adele. Phil, I missed Adele, dude. God bless us, but we even messed it up on so. And so, like, even, like, Paul was posting pictures and, like, and they, there's, like, people telling Paul, like, post, put stuff on your walls, God damn. But then again, you, and Paul just fucking moved in. So well, like, yeah, and I gotta find out if I put things on the wall. So there's that. And I put it in. Well, I mean, better use the command strips. I mean, I mean, I was gonna put one of the Raymond Flanagan guys through the wall, but other than that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Okay, so you have a story about Raymond Flanagan, the people delivering your furniture. Yeah. So like, I uh, I scheduled like this sofa that I bought a month ago um, to be delivered here, and when they came to deliver it, they couldn't get it in the doorway. And I'm like, and they would only like bend it one way. And I'm like, dude. You can, like, there's a hallway, like, right here. Like, you can move it into that hallway and see if you can get it in here. Like, it's not that hard, dude. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, well, you're going to have to sign a waiver so so that, you know, we can damage the apartment. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not happening. They're like, well, we can't bring it in here. Like, well, you're not, si- I'm not signing no waiver. And they just took it away. So I was just, I called the manager and fucking bitched him out. Said, like, dude, like, you're supposed to be able to deliver these sofas. What the fuck? Like, you can't get this shit in my apartment. Uh, and he's just like, well, so what do you want me to do? I'm like, uh, be a good customer, customer, like a manager, be a good manager here. You know, give me some good customer service. What are you going to do for me? So I just ended up voiding the order. I actually had to go back to Raymore and Flanagan because I just got the same couch that my parents have. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Cause my kid likes that couch. So I was just like, you know, I don't give a shit. I'll just get it for him. And, yeah, I mean, that one should fit, but it's just like, it's like, if this happens tomorrow again, I'm going to fucking flip out. I'm going to fucking go down there and, like, stab somebody or something. I mean, like, do they not have any sense of what they call spatial relations, man? Because, no, no. I mean, I mean you should be able to get a dang on couch in, man. Like, seriously, there is a way that you can maneuver and bend anything to get it through. They, they wouldn't do anything unless they signed a waiver. And I'm like, no, if you damage my apartment, I'm responsible for that. And hell no, you're not doing you're doing that. So sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, that ain't happening. <clears throat> well, look, I've always and maybe this is just me like I've and obviously, look, I've moved a bunch of times. I've never gotten a return of my security deposit. But that being said, that sort of, you know, that couple hundred dollars buys you all the fucking freedom in the world. I've fucking put holes in my walls. I've used thumbtacks. I've broken, I've broken windows. Um, you know, call me the fucking nightmare tenant that is for the, for the, for the peace of mind, peace of, the peace of mind of saying, like, cause, like me, like, I would know, okay, look, you know, I'm in, I have this apartment. And, Wait a minute. I have a question. Uh-huh. How did you break windows? <laughs> well, I mean, I've had windows get cracked, you what know, hell? because fucking shit hits the fucking window. <laughs> what the hell are you hitting the window with? Sometimes you get angry, you throw shit across the room, and it hits the fucking uh, window. Paul doesn't know any better. Exactly, but it's, I mean, oh. my, po- my point being is that, like, you know, I've, and let me tell you, like, like, even like not the last apartment. No, the, yeah, the last apartment I had before I moved into where I am, I live now. Like they they raised my rent. They 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 never fixed. They had the they never fixed the 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 spotlights in the in the parking lot. So that's when my car got broken into. And 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 then they raised my rent. So I left the fucking house. I left the apartment in such a fucking disaster, you know. And I was like, here, shove it up your ass. You could keep the fucking deposit. So like I'm sort of. I mean. Once you know, once it sounds as, as as horribly embarrassing as it is, like I understand, like I've 
I'm not going to fight for my security deposit. So you know what? Keep that extra couple hundred dollars because you know what? I'm going to do what the fuck I want to this apartment. You know what I'm saying? So if the fucking Raymore Flanagan guys come, you want to need you need a knock? And of course, yeah, look, you don't want, obviously you don't want your shit to be damaged. And, and obviously if the guys are there, you know, the, you know, I mean, people who are movers aren't exactly fucking uh, rocket scientists. Rocket <laughs> you know, they, they don't exactly hire the best and the brightest. And I'm pretty sure oh, these guys God. have seen the insides of a jail cell. But I mean, <laughs> my, my point being is that sometimes, you know, for the fucking headache of whatever, I would have said, okay, I would have just signed it and let him fucking bring it in. I mean, look, just please, for the love of God, as a human being, try not to fucking damage my shit. But, you know, to sit and wait and have him come back and back and forth, put a fucking hole in the wall. I don't care. <laughs> You know, and, and if, I, mean, I mean, if you're good, but you know. honestly, dude, there is nothing wrong with spackling a little bit of paint, man. Yeah. Trust me, we've done it. We yeah. put some holes on walls and we use friggin' uh, spackle paint over that mug. Guess what? We got that <laughs> deposit back. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, is I'm I I I go with the knowledge of I'm not getting that deposit back, so I live like a fucking. <laughs> I live. Why am I not surprised? I live fearlessly. <laughs> you well, know we know you live fearlessly. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so hopefully the Raymore and Flanagan guys will get this shit. And plus, like, I mean, you know, in the past when I've moved, like, I've always had, I've had couches that you could, for the lack of a better term, fucking take apart. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, you know, it's it's not pretty, but, you know. You so can... the one you got from Target. Okay, I got you. <laughs> no, I have, I've, you know, and I've, and there was a time when I moved where, like, my mom gave me her old couch. And, and it was a couch that had a bed in it, but you could, you just have to go behind it and take the screws out. And you could take the arms off. Because that was the, you know, it was the hard part. It was the, the, the getting the arms through the door. Where, I mean, don't be wrong, is it a pain in the ass? Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, you could fucking take it apart, bring it in the door, and then put it together. You know, instead of, you know, letting fucking Raymore and Flanagan's thugs fucking put it together, <laughs> you know? No, well, so see, what they do is they, they assemble it and then bring it to your, your place and then try to get it in. It's like, yeah, but wouldn't you just, you know, put it together real quick here? Because I'm sure you can do it in like five minutes. No, 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 that's that's too hard. So, yeah. but whatever. I, I think this one will fit and we'll be fine. So if it doesn't, well, I might fit my, my fist through somebody's face. Other than that. <laughs> so. so how was your guys' Halloween's? Let me see. What did I do Halloween, man? I think I was at work. Yeah, I was working. Oh. Yeah, I was moving. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right before the end of the month. I had right. and I then went I out to the bar. Kids, other than that. Yeah. Oh, kids running out in the street? Well, so so my apartment complex, I'm not going to say where it is, uh-huh. but like, the so, is it? so it's like, it's in the back it's obviously like there's there's houses and then you, you got to go through, you know, it's, it's basically I don't know if you can call it like a housing complex before you get to the apartment. It's like just a bunch of houses. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, um, it, and the streets are like fucking just black, and I'm just like, uh, can we put some lights up, maybe? <laughs> like, not even like, cause like, it's really weird. The apartment complex is over here, but then you have to like go over to the next street over because there's townhouses on on, on over there and the the office is there too so it's kind of just like all right so they got really creative when they set this up okay (laughs) but yeah i mean i haven't had any issues since i moved in i mean we'll see what happens but it's basically it's i feel like it's just been all college kids honestly well that ain't necessarily bad man i mean like look at you can get free alcohol and weed (laughs) (laughs) well i haven't met anybody yet that would do that but we'll see uh, well, you remember what happened at MomoCon that year. Yeah, yeah, you and MomoCon. Those seem sure. to be very memorable every time. Mm, yeah, when you made the wall peel. Oh, maybe I shouldn't let you stay over. Mm, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Get a security deposit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, 
It depends on how much I drink, man. Okay. But when Daryl sh- when Daryl comes up here, we're gonna you're gonna come with me to the bar. We're gonna go to my local spot because I posted a video. I didn't put it like I think I posted it the next day where the fucking bar I went to like fucking it was packed. It was fucking, you know, and because once again, where I go to, it's like it is a college bar, you know, and and I I like the summertime when the college isn't in session for the most part, and I could actually enjoy myself. And it's this time of year where things, you know, if you go on a Friday night, um, you know, if I don't have my kid and I go on a Friday night, it it's, it does get a little. I don't like being in a place where I'm elbow to elbow with people. Um, Question: Are they black people friendly? Yes, Chris. We know you enjoy yourself. Well, because well, because uh, Daryl, just keep in mind, I, I I live in the hood, but it's funny okay. because like it's like where that bar is, it's right where like the hood end and like the inexpensive like college dorms, like they're not dorms. That's dorms, not the right word. You know, apartments. Yeah, like yeah, kids. A lot of these, a lot of landlords in this in the area, this they since they know it's in the fucking hood, they basically made it like. It's cheap housing for college, you know, and so, uh, so I mean, that being said, it is a very like, you know, if you go on certain nights, you know, all the locals are there, <laughs> or if you go other nights, it's it's you know, it's the college kid, and so I mean, and me, I don't give a fuck, I'm cool with everybody, so you know, but I go and but on a Friday night, you'll get more of the college kid, and and yet you still can't get laid, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, look, I mean, I'm not going with the intention of getting laid, going there to fucking yeah. have a drink and hang out, and you know, and dude, I go there, and I'm fucking. I'm my sweatpants and a fucking Rick and Morty t-shirt. You know, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, I'm not, like, going out with any game to fucking get laid. If I get, let me tell you, if I fuck, if I could get laid with a chick wearing a fucking Rick and Morty t-shirt and a fucking pair of sweatpants. Dude, that is God's That's a keeper. That is God's your game. That is God's your game. Yeah, I mean, I go out just to fucking get out of the house. You gotta remember, though, dude, this is sweatpants season, dude, so... A lot of chicks ain't letting their dudes out of the house with sweatpants on. They make them go back in the house and get something else on. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 you know, my priority is not that I work at home. My priorities are just like, I'm going to be comfortable when I leave the fucking house. And if I'm going to the bar, you know, I'm going, I'm going to the bar to have, you know, I mean, I do like their wings and I do like their, uh, you know, I, I mean, doesn't like beer. So I'm going out to just chill. You know what I'm saying? And, and the girl's like, try to talk to a fucking 22-year-old nowadays. You know, it's not exactly, you know, you know, there's there's an age gap for a reason, you know? I can't, I can't, you know, talk to someone that's, uh, I have fucking comic books older than. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> you know, I really can't talk about to you, like, um, you and your Percocet edition. <laughs> or, you know, the fact that I can still smell Similac on your breath. Yeah. Well, the thing here is, it's, it's the, the, the kids are into, um... <laughs> Xanax and Adderall, which is weird. Yeah. That's a weird combination, you know. That really is a weird one. Gets you up, uh, one gets you down. Man. But uh, yeah, the because uh, uh, I, I remember I was there. I was at the bar, and, and this isn't a usual thing. But there was a guy. There was a guy there that was fucking way fucked up on Xanax, and he's ordering beers or whatever. That even like the guy who owns the place like stepped in and said, "Look, I'm not serving you anymore." So they kicked they kicked the guy out. I did I did I ever tell you this story, Paul? When What's it? So okay, so they, they the, the there's a guy he's he's fucked up on Xanax and he's drinking beer or whatever, and then he got so sloppy that you know the the bartender did the responsible the guy who owns the place did the responsible thing and said, "Look, you you, you, you no more, you're cut off." So the guy leaves the bar and so the bar's on a corner and this dummy who leaves the bar he's just walking the intersection like in a box. Like he's just going to corner to corner, high as oh, high as a kite, you know. So like you know, the human part of me said, "Look, let me, I got to get this fucking, you know, I got to get this guy out of fucking harm's way before he gets hit by a car or whatever." So I said, "Look, you know, where do you live?" And he he tells me his address or whatever, and like you know, let's just use uh, you know seven hundred yada 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 street, you know. So I'm going, and so 
I go, I'm going to take you home. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, look, you know, I'm going to get you home because you can't be out here like this. So then we start walking and he makes a right. And I'm noticing that the fucking numbers are going up. I see a thousand, twelve hundred. I'm like, motherfucker, we're walking in the wrong direction. So I fucking, I spin him around. I'm like, all right, we go down and we get to the 700s. And, and, and once again, I remember the number that he was at. So we get to that particular house. And so he gets there. Now, mind you, so he pulls out his keys and the guy's high as a fucking kite. Like, yeah, you know, you're not exactly coordinated to fucking get the key in the door when you're that fucked up. But, and I'm like, just my luck. I'm with this guy. It's like 1.30 in the morning, you know, trying to get his, it looks like two people trying to break into a house bad. <laughs> and, uh, look, he finally got the, uh, he finally got the key in the door, opened it up, you know, and once again, this was like a college kid's house there was a guy passed out on the couch what's well, passed out passed out's not the right word sleeping on the couch but like with a blanket over him with fucking like uh like the, you know the music channels like on your cable box you know like the music channel of like hip-hop blasting you know uh the guy i got to you know and luckily there was like another couch there you know like an l shape and so i sat him down I'm like but now my mind you i was drinking myself so i'm like look i have to fucking take a piss so like i told the guys look I'm going to go use the bathroom and then I'm going to leave. So I go, I find his bathroom. Now, luckily, I don't know if he had any other roommates or anything like that. Imagine a fucking stranger in your house fucking coming to take a piss. You know, I took a piss, you know, and then by the time I got back downstairs, both the guys are passed out on the couch. Like, you know, if I wanted to be fucking, you know, if I wanted to be an asshole, I could have fucking (laughs) taken it. You could have rolled. Yeah, I could have, you know, but once again, I was just fucking, you know, I did my good deed for the day and I got that guy home alive. And, you know, luckily it was one of those doors that I could lock behind me and, you know, you know, and I just, and I, you know, stumbled back to the bar because it was just, you know, and so that kid was on Xanax, but then just talking to people, you know, the, the you know, the other thing out here is, is Adderall, you know, it's fucking, his kids love fucking Adderall, it's like, you know, uh, they're white claws, <laughs> they're Adderall, uh, you know, that seems to be the, the, the drug of choice, you know, when you hear people talking about fucking getting high and, you know, cocaine. <laughs> They'll do some cocaine, cocaine or smoke some weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Stop making it complicated. <laughs> make things too complicated, man, like, seriously. <laughs> like you know, what was the Avril Lavigne song? Complicated. <laughs> Why you gotta make things so complicated? So just, I could just drink, and if I, you know, and it's like two blocks from my house, I could just walk home if I want, you know. So it's just that's why he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, all right, so let's, uh, move on in the local. And we, I mean, we won't get big into political news, but I, I do have to bring this up. Our wonderful, wonderful Cheeto in chief, uh, getting booed at a, at the world, America's pastime, America's game, baseball during the world series in Washington, DC, our wonderful, uh, Cheeto in chief, uh, getting booed at the game it was one of the best things I've ever heard, you know, cause when he has his rallies and stuff like that, you know, it's obvious that they choose. Obviously, if you're going to go to a Trump rally, you're obviously a supporter. But, you know, I think they they cherry pick the people to stand around him, you know, and, and whenever, you know, wherever the camera's at. Because now, you know, Trump always does his rallies now. He always does these rallies with, with people behind him, you know, where, you know, and there's always, you know, you know, women for Trump and blacks for Trump and all this other shit, you know. And it's, it's like, obviously, they pick these people out of the crowd. You know, it's probably easy to spot them also because there, <laughs> there aren't that many, you know, and I go, OK, you go stand here behind the president. And so I love it that he stepped out of his bubble and reality punched him in the face and said, look, you know, here's a whole stadium full of people booing so loud that, you know, you know, for a crowd to make, you know, for you to be at a stadium and if you've ever been to an event, you know, you may want to get a, you know, you may want to get a chant going. And, you know, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, let's go Yankees, clap, 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 you know. Maybe, maybe you'll get the people in your section to kind of go along with you. You know, let's go Yankees, clap, 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 clap. 
you know, for an entire stadium to audibly boo your ass was a fucking wonderful thing. And I love, I love, and you see, you see the realization on his face wash over him when he realizes that, oh shit, this is a bad idea. <laughs> Dude, he's coming to Alabama, man. And Supposedly. He was. And I mean, I do not want him coming here, man. You know, Alabama. You know, the University of Alabama. It's got a bad history on it, man. It's like it really is a jacked up school, man. And you know, with the racism thing, and you know, little underhanded stuff still goes on there. But I'm just like, dude, do not come to this LSU game. I mean, Alabama has enough of a black guy as it is. Yeah. You know, the only reason why I even watch Alabama football, man, is because it's a strong football program, and like our friends and family have went there, and you know, I know a couple of guys that actually did play ball that have went pro, mm-hmm. but. You know, I really don't want this dude in Alabama, period, man, because, like, the thing is, man, Alabamians, man, like, the racist rednecks, man, mm-hmm. they're, like, some of the stupidest people in the world. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they just love and eat, like, ten tons of the shit and ask for more. You know, I have friends, you know, I love them to death, man, and they're Trump supporters, man. And I was just like, I love you, but I really hate this dude. And I was like, I'll be glad when he get out of office because I was like, you know, this puts me in a uncomfortable position with y'all. And I was like, you know, if y'all can really uphold all this racism stuff that he's doing, I was like, you got to acknowledge that fact. And a lot of people do, but I was like, dude, the reality of it is, since this dude has came in office, man, so much stuff has happened to people of color, man. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, I can't even turn on the TV some days without something, like, seeing something bad happen to my people, man. That's black and brown alike. You know, He's black, Hispanic, you know, it's real bad. Yeah, he's got a. He's got actually. I don't know where he's from, but he's got somebody in his administration that is. Uh, I can't think of what his name is. He was on CNN the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about being some black guy? Ben no, Carson. not Ben Carson. No, it was somebody else. I, I, you'd have to look it up. He, he was on. Uh, uh, he was on with um, what's his name on at eleven o'clock there. Um, but the point is, is like he was he was spouting off the same administration stuff as any like white racist or something i'm just like oh my god please stop being so delusional i know you're trying to impress your president but jesus christ you know here's the reality like let's just let's just sum this up in what 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 trump thinks it is it's basically a reality show it's basically Mm -hmm. him just putting on a reality show that's what he thinks it is he thinks it's tv he thinks it's good for the ratings you know if he goes out I mean, for example, he goes and he says, this is the only guy that can go out and say, as president, I could go out and shoot somebody and I wouldn't get arrested. Like, this is the only guy that can do that because people are like, oh, yeah, I love that. When, like, the rest of us are sitting here going, wait, what? Like, what what did you just say? Like, I don't understand where you're coming from. What what makes you think that you can do that? Like, I mean, look at at what what just happened with his taxes today. New York State is going after him for... uh, Tax. I don't think it's tax evasion, but it's something to do with his taxes because they think that he lied. Of course um, he lied, man. The the appellate court the appellate court upheld the ruling that they needed to turn it over, and now they're appealing it up to the Supreme Court. But it, part of the deal was Trump's lawyers agreed to was it has to be heard during this term, and by the end of November, or probably sooner, we're going to actually hear if the justices are going to take it up or not. And I, I feel like they're not going to take this up. A lot of people are saying they're just going to like deny it. They're just going to be like. We don't even need to spend time on this. So, you know, uh, once that happens, guess what? Tax returns to New York State. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there, because here's the thing. All this happened before he was president. So what they're going to do is they're going to take his tax returns and, and go, you're getting arrested, buddy. So by, by the time he gets to be 
even if he were to get elected, he may get arrested. Yeah, but he's going to, I mean, he's going to evade. He's been evading fucking, he's been, he hasn't been showing his taxes since before the fucking campaign. Like, you know, here we are three years later and he's still, you know, he still hasn't, you know, and now, uh, he, he's, he's, he's no longer claiming New York as his, as his home. He's claiming Florida. You know, I mean, you know, I grew up in New York City. Trump was always, Trump was a fucking, you know, I, I mean, call it a joke, even fucking Home Alone Part 2, Alone in New York or whatever. It's you know, not even they, they have Donald Trump's in the fucking movie. Like, like he is the quintessential New Yorker. And I, I hate to say that because that's my home and that's where, you know, that's where my heart is. But, you know, he, he, you know, he's, there's buildings with his fucking name on it all over fucking New York City. And he's not even going to, honestly, dude, it's, it's not even going to be... It's going to be basically the same thing. Like, but I'm saying, he, but he's yeah. going to Florida to fucking you know for for yeah, lower he's taxes. Trying, he's and, trying to he's trying to evade like uh, some of these criminal probes. But here's the problem: all this shit that they're going after is be, is for years that number one he wasn't president, but number two he was still a New York he was still considered a New Yorker. So here's the problem: you can't you can't call you can't stop that when you were a New Yorker at the time. And if he tries to argue that, that's what they're going to say. And the judge is going to be like, yeah, you can't just do that. Sorry. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I, I, I feel I mean, like look, I, I, I mean, I, I want to I want to agree with you. And I, and I and it's a very optimistic fucking thing, you know, uh, you know, but I he's he's going to fight it tooth and nail. He is a fucking Dude, sociopath fight, who does not see everything. anything wrong and he thinks he does everything yeah. right. And and, you know, you have to fucking you're going to have to wrestle it out of his hand. Not he, going to- he's going to fight everything. You're right. But here's the problem with that. Yeah, he's going to fight everything, but he's going to lose a lot of things, too. And you got to keep that in mind. Like he doesn't have any standing with some of this stuff. And we've been Honestly, for the past so. three years. <laughs> and here, but but see, that's the problem. Like a lot of this stuff hasn't just started happening in the last year and a half. And also, his lawyer, what he does is he pays these lawyers to delay shit. I mean, think about this, Chris. Like some court cases don't even get taken up until like six months from now. Mm-hmm. Six months to like eight, you know, between six months and a year. So I mean. You got to take. You got to number one, keep that in mind. But number two, like, you know, this dude isn't going to get away with everything. He's going to get arrested and put be put in jail. I've I've predicted on this podcast, and I will say it a fucking again. The minute that he's not president anymore, whether it be after these four years or uh, if he gets another term, which I God I hope doesn't happen. Like, you know, that man when he steps off of Air Force One. He'll be in federal custody. I, I, I'm telling you right now because he, he's violated something and they're being very quiet about it. You know what I mean? Like he, he knows that he's fucked. He knows he's fucked. That's why he's trying to, you know, stop all this shit from happening. It's 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 the reason why. And I mean, while we're in the politics thing, as I might as well say, it, it's the reason why, like I sit here and I go, why are we having why are Democrats having a conversation about trying to do big things when we need to vote him out of the office? I hate I, I really hate progressives when they do this bullshit because it's like, listen, we're not talking about the big ideas right now. Do we need to talk about healthcare? Yes. Do we need to talk about the environment? Yes. Do we need to talk about um, workers' rights and everything else to make sure that people are protected, especially in the unions? Yes. But here's the problem. If you don't get him out of the office, you can't have that conversation. So pick the best person, get his ass out of the office, and let's move on. And then, by the way, that person can work with those progressive people and get something done. It's not going to be exactly what you want because that's not how it works. 
in a normal uh, American society. But we will get some things done, okay? But we need to get him out of the office, and that's what fucking really pisses me off. The thing is, man, he should have been out of office on day one, man. They should have invoked Article 25 probably like a month into his dang home, into his presidency, man, because the thing is, he has shown time and time again that he's incompetent. Well, and dude, not, see, that's the problem, dude, is, is you got to understand, like, a lot of people, if you notice, like, a lot of people in the states along each coast voted for the Democrat, voted for Hillary Clinton. People in your neck of the neighborhood up and uh, up north, like Wisconsin, Michigan, up there and the north up there, like they they voted they voted for Trump. And unfortunately, Trump convinced every person to take up to vote for him. And that's what happened, dude. Now people are realizing, hey, I'm not going to have my coal job now. I'm not going to have my GM job now. I'm not going to have my factory job now. And guess what? People are now realizing we got to get this asshole out of the office because he's he's hurting us. He's hurting a lot of people. He's hurting farmers. He's hurting everybody with these stupid trade wars. It's it's ridiculous, dude. And you know what I mean? Like that's why like it, it just really pisses me off when we when we sit here and we're like I mean, we still have what? Like 17 fucking democratic nominees in the goddamn fucking race. Like we're all, we're like less than three um three months away from the first fucking primary. Why the fuck do we still have so many nominees? Get the fuck out of the race. Like Get I said, Kamala Harris doesn't belong, man. Neither does Cory Booker. It's a few that don't belong. Period. No, no. It's a it's a publicity thing. All these people are getting their names out there just to get their names out there. They well, they're doing it. They're, they're doing they it no so that they can be like in a cabinet position. And I fucking hate that shit. Like, stop. Fucking stop. Like, the only, the only, like, there's a top five. The top five need to be there, and that's it. That's it. That's all that you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and it's like it's like Hillary Clinton calls out um, Gabbert the other day, and she fucking and and she's doing exactly what Hillary Clinton said she was gonna do. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there going, like, I'm just waiting for the third party run. Nobody's going to vote for her in the third party, but you know what I mean? It's it's just, that's why, it's it's just, I want people to coalesce around somebody and let's just move. I don't want Elizabeth Warren. I don't want Bernie Sanders. And like, you, we all know. what your mom said. Mom literally said, like, Joe Biden was probably, like, one of the better choices, you know. You know, I wish, you know, Bernie had his chance, man. You know. But Probably the thing true. is, people don't want to really support Byrne, you know, on the things that he's saying. You know, know he has looking better to me. Brady's looking better to me every day, not for nothing. <laughs> but, but but here's the problem, dude. Like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren want to do way too much, and they know that they can't get that shit done. Here's the problem: you're not going to get every single plan that you put in goddamn fucking place. Yeah. Because the, guess the what? The dummy that wanted a fucking eight billion dollar wall is again it. So <laughs> it's okay well, to shoot the for the thing. moon, you know. But that's <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though, dude. Like, you know, you can shoot for the moon all you want, but again, the main objective is to get that asshole out of out of office. The yeah, reason why the Biden is lo- is winning in all of these polls is because they're they're polling Democrats, Independents, and Republicans. And overwhelmingly, most of those people are going to Biden. Some of them that are more progressive are going to, to Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. And the problem is, is if both of them stay in the race, which they're, they're probably going to for a while, like no, neither one of them are going to win. And Joe probably will come out because of all the southern states and some of the other states, too. And, and you know, that's not a bad thing. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, we shouldn't be going through a long primary when uh 
this guy, this orange, what did you say, orange, orange hair freak or whatever it was? Yeah, the uh, in charge. Like, like this guy's gonna have like a fucking over billion dollars by the time we get to the actual, not the actual like voting process or the nomination process or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. and it makes me laugh because the reason nobody has a problem with with Joe not having a problem with the super PAC is the, is the same fact of why is, is the reason why, because of Trump, Trump has all this fucking money and he keeps getting billion millions and millions of dollars, millions of fucking dollars. Yeah. You need a super PAC. Every, let me make this very clear. Every single fucking Democrat, if you become the nominee, you should have a super PAC in this election. Why? Because you're going to need a super PAC to defeat the Republicans. Plain and simple. But you know what I'm saying, man? Like it just, it's, it's gotten ridiculous, man. And I'm just, I'm just tired of this long fucking process. Stop. Let's get down to four or five candidates, move on, and let's just go for it. I mean, Kamala Harris is. No. What? No, but see, listen to me. Like, she's, Mm -hmm. she fucking, she fucking had to like shut down all of her offices except for in Iowa. Because she's gonna, she's all in in Iowa, dude. If you if you don't have enough money to, to to carry yourself through to like three or four states in the beginning, what makes you think you're gonna do well in Iowa? Dude, <laughs> she never had any business running, man. Kamala Harris is a dang um. The thing, okay, let me just put it like this: like we say, not all skin folk are kin folk. She's not kin folk. Oh, I she know. Has, she has literally put more African Americans behind bars. Then yep. she wants to man, and she obstructed justice on so many levels of holding friggin' information that could have set people free. I mean, her receipt list, man, it is high. You know, and I was talking to a guy on Twitter about it, and I gave him, like, every article that I could about this, and he was like, well, this is vague, and it's not, you know, I was like, no, the receipts are there, you just don't want to believe it. Exactly. That's all it was. It's the same she thing is not for the people, man. She's a friggin' what we call a watchdog, man. Yeah. Well, Cory Booker's the same way, too. Man, look here. Cory Booker, you know, look here, he can be the real deal, man, but the thing is, he failed in um, New Jersey, man. Well, see, and the see, thing is, I feel like Corey Booker, man, he he makes some good points and he talks a good game. But the thing is, man, he would fall because he doesn't have the friggin' experience that somebody like Biden has, man. He, you know, the thing is, he's gonna get pushed in the corner. He's not gonna know what to do. He's young. You yeah, know? And, and and the funny part is, is Chris doesn't want him because, well, he's dating his girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm kind of mad at Chris about that because, dude, I have such the biggest crush on Rosario Dawson, man, and she's playing your fucking beard. Fuck you, Chris. I hate you, dude, like, dude, like, I, like, at the beginning of that video, you could see Chris, like, literally come in his pants. It's kind of I funny. know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, she recognized, because, you know, me and Rosario, you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood. We hung out in the same circles and stuff like that. You know, she's only two years younger than me, so it's very, you know, you know maybe if I had played my fucking cards right back in the day, you know. <laughs> yeah, it could have been you instead of Corey Booker. It was Rosario oh. Cologne. Yeah. But, uh... Wow. I mean, you know. dude, like, I mean, I always like Rosario Dawson, man, but, like, one of my favorite roles, man, was, like, when she was on Roxanne and Alexander, dude, you know. But I oh. think we kind of beat this into the ground, but. Yeah, so, um, so, uh, let me see. I think that pretty much wraps up all the other stuff, other stuff we could say for the nerdy news. And I think with that, we'll be back with more Dick and Fart Jokes. Oh, little Fart Jokes. And Paul yeah. likes and Dick. Oh. <laughs> always fucking up the podcast. <laughs> This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc., 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. 
Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. And we're back. All right, guys. So let's get into the nerdy news. Um, as we're recording this, I mean, we're we're less than a week away from the new season of Rick and Morty. Of course, we're excited about that. Well, 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 and it's funny. Like I, earlier, I had mentioned uh, wearing a Rick and Morty shirt, and it's because it, you know it's one of my shirts. It's in my rotation. And uh, let me tell you, of you know, and I'm a guy. Obviously, I like attention and stuff like that. My Rick and Morty shirt gets more comments from people. It, it's it's a weird thing. Like you know, you know, sometimes you wear something that's interesting, or if you have you have a cool looking hat or cool looking jacket or something like that you know people will comment that or whatever this rick and morty shirt fucking gets me like and it's always people like oh man i can't wait for the you know recently it's always been like people like oh oh, man i can't wait for the new season when is it you know so you know here we are we're finally you know less than a week away um i think they already announced it's only going to be like half a season uh you know pretty much up until like christmas and then you know then there's going to be another break and then they're going to do the other half but you know we're we're starting we're going to get the first i don't know i don't know if it's five episodes or so but you know of the of the 70 that were ordered by cartoon network um i do like the idea that they've decided you know that they've given dan Harmon, you know the 70 episode deal so you know they can plan out the next couple seasons you know and i and i honestly think he has an end game he has he has all this stuff plotted in his head at least in vague in a vague uh way where you know and and dan Harmon's always worked best you know he does he he follows a lot of the uh of the uh joseph campbell hero with a thousand faces uh storyline where you know you start one way you kind of you go hit the the depths of the despair and then you redeem yourself and stuff like that. So I think giving him, I mean, of course, 70 episodes, is a, it's a gigantic load to take care of. But I think he, in his mind, has things planned out. So uh, we're finally, because, you know, that's why there was so such a long gap between the last season and this one is because, um, you know, they were negotiating with Cartoon Network uh, on where the, what this future of the series is going to hold. But I think now that they don't have to worry about negotiating and all they have to worry about is plan, you know, getting the stuff out there. Um, I'm looking forward to where it's going to go from here. And like, we're going to get the first taste <laughs> in less than a week. So, and, and it's, it's this Sunday. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, Monday is, uh, 
Veterans Day, and uh, but you know that's that Sunday night, so you know uh, people are going to be talking about it. And I guarantee you on Veterans Day, you know if I don't feel or podcast or if you listen to the radio or just friends in general, I'm pretty sure people are going to be talking about it on Monday. Um, Damn, that's right, Veterans Day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, I. I Terminator Dark Fate just came out. Uh, actually, the people it's 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 not faring well in the box office, um, and <laughs> maybe because of people like myself, I I, I watched it. I watched it early, much earlier this week on a on a on a website where you can watch movies that are <laughs> you know uh, killing the industry. Um, but I yeah, so I was able to. And now that being said, it is a soft reboot of. The and I won't get into spoilers. Um, but that being said, it's a soft reboot, and I see what they did with it. Um, I'm wondering if like I'm really surprised that people haven't come out more against the movie, as in the same way people came out big against like the all female Ghostbusters. This besides Arnold Schwarzenegger and the ter- and the and the and the, the Terminator. Actually, you know the the term the bad guy in this movie. Um, you know it's 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 an all woman cat, and and not that this, not that that's a bad thing. I don't I generally don't care, but I'm surprised that like there isn't that much more of a, a of an uproar of guys saying like, oh man, this is my franchise. Fucking you know, these women are taken away from us because you know it does sort of it it, it does sort of make the the, the storyline becomes very female centric. <laughs> I guess would be the best way to put it, and it's a soft reboot. Um. I don't think there's going to be anything after this, you know, like I don't if there's another Terminator movie after this, I don't think it'll be connected to this to this particular story. And it has nothing to, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's a good movie. Uh uh halfway decent action. Uh it caught a little bit of the magic that T2 had. Um but I, you know, I I'm really surprised that the outcry there hasn't been a larger outcry from all the guys online like, you know, they're trying to take my Terminator away from me and make it all woman or whatever. Um but I mean, it's not a bad movie. I mean, if you like the Terminator movies, I mean, and fucking who doesn't? Uh you know, it's it's definitely better than like Genesis and Still Salvation. Not about Genesis and Salvation. <laughs> those were garbage, man. You know, it, I mean, you know, like I said, it's it's not it's not hard to be better than those movies, but uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, they were the, the the franchise in general because you know the franchise was out of the hands of uh of the guy who created it, and now this is a movie. You know, they now he got the rights back, and he's working with uh, Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool. So uh, he's really, you know, he's he's doing what he can. And once again, I mean, does it get a little SJW? Yeah, it gets a little SJW. But I mean, I don't necessarily mind that. But I don't know. I, I, once again, if you enjoy the Terminator movies, I mean, it's a good flick. It really is, you know. And it, but it just seeing, but I don't. I didn't. That being said, I don't like any of the actors, any of the new actors. I don't think any of those people are gonna have a career after this movie <laughs> i don't know uh, maybe i'll be wrong and, and they'll prove me wrong but uh you know it's good it's 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 it was a good attempt i, I like it uh apparently public the, the public doesn't like it that much um uh, but you know e for effort um any guys watching the watchmen uh hbo series oh yeah it's pretty good man. i love the way they call out white supremacy yeah and so you know they're they're making it uh you know in a post watchmen uh, world of, you know, if, if the Watchmen took place in the 80s as the comic book does. Um, you know, and there's people who follow Rorschach and they're, they're, they're white supremacists uh-huh. and, uh, you know, and then, uh, in this world, you know, there's, uh, oh, what was it? The, uh, you know they call it uh, shit. They don't call it reparations. They call it something else. But it's sort of it's basically it's it's a, it's a take on reparation because it was in the what, it's Robert Redford. So it's called Redford rations uh, about this town that like you know was attacked by white supremacists and it was a you know it was all these like you know I don't, I don't know, it was a black scientist like it was like it was like a town that like was primarily black but it was sort of like you know 
innovation and stuff was going to come from this town and then it got fucking invaded by uh, white supremacists and stuff like that. So it's an interesting take, you know, on, on the story. And, and, and I'm, that's but saying that we're not really spoiling uh, too much. It's just sort of the storyline that's going on here. Um, you know, I, I still like Regina King. Uh, you know, I, like I said, mentioned last episode, I had a crush on her since 227, you know, voice of the, the brothers in the boondocks, um, uh, which speak, well, speaking of boondocks, we'll get to John Witherspoon in a second. Um, you know, I, I'm still of, you know, I still have that little fanboy stick up my ass or like, you know, Alan Moore doesn't exactly want anything, you know, the, the, the Watchmen, the book itself should have been a self-contained thing and should only exist by itself and anything outside of that. It's it's DC kind of cashing in a little bit. Um, you know, Damon Lindelof, as much as I love Loss, I still feel that, you know, he, he's not really good at tying a bow on, on some of the, he leaves a lot of loose ends out. And so, I mean, the show is good and, and I'm, and, and it's, it's killing me because it's like, you know, it's raising my expectations. And then when they let me down, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Um, but the fucking soundtrack kicks ass. Uh, and if, and the, this last episode, they actually, surprisingly enough, actually brought a character in from the actual Watchmen. I mean, even, okay, we all kind of, we all knew that, um, uh, what's his face? What's, was Ozzy Mandius? But, uh, you know, now they're, they, I won't spoil it, but they do bring in another character from the Watchmen, um, uh, book. So, uh, you know, once again, I mean, I think you have to really give a shit about the Watchmen to enjoy the show, but, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm just like, I'm just holding my breath waiting for the fucking disappointment. <laughs> um, and speaking of, uh, I mentioned the Moondocks, uh, Grandpa on the Boondocks, John Witherspoon, passed away. I believe it was 77 years old. Yeah, he was 77. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you don't realize how much of a person's, like, work that you love of, of theirs. I'm mean, wrong. I like John Witherspoon. And I was, you know, okay, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people know him as the dad from Friday. And, um, you know, I remember him from uh, Hollywood Shuffle, you know. Robert oh, Townsend, hell yeah, man. Robert Townsend's, you know, uh, independent uh, what movie. What was it, Dippy Dog? Or... Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Something Cranky Dog? No, something. Zippy Dippy Dog. Yeah, 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 something like that. But I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, man. Hollywood Shuffle was, like, one of the best independent films, man, that blew up. And uh, so, you know. All these comedians, uh, he was a funny fucking guy, you know, very irreverent, very, you know, of the people. And um, Winky Dinky Dog was the name That's of it. it. Winky Dinky Dog. And, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, like in the movies like Friday, like, you know, you know, being, you know, the dad that, you know, takes a shit. He was in Boomerang too, though, man. Yeah. You got to coordinate. And coordinate. And that's the whole thing is like stuff like that, like when you say coordinate, like I, without without question, would like you know a couple months ago I would make a joke like you know you got to coordinate, exactly. and it's like and you forget that oh shit that's his. I mean of course you know we all steal from pop culture and that's the reason it's pop culture we could quote and stuff like that. But you're like yeah he that's his fucking thing. That's I his. Mean, he, you know, that was like one of his um phrases man. He coined that term man a coordinate, and you can't forget about bang 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 bang. <laughs> and uh, and hoes got to eat too. <laughs> um, you know, who's got to eat? And, and like, you know, and I, you know, not that that's something I spot out every day, but, you know, you, it's one of those things where, like, you, you say it and you're like, oh, that's right. He fucking, that's, you know, so, you know, coordinate, who's got to eat too. Um, there's one, there's one more that I'm not the biggest fan of, but other people about putting hot sauce on a burrito. <laughs> I put my hot sauce on a burrito, baby. Yeah. 
And and oh, can't forget about don't go into the bathroom 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, 30, <laughs> and we all know so. You know, that's I the funny thing is that we all know somebody like that. We all have it. If we're not that person ourselves, <laughs> we all have exactly. that uncle or dad or whatever. There's someone or someone in our lives, our brother. We all know somebody that fucking blows up the bathroom. Don't go in there. And you know. Once again, you would say that without really realizing that you're attributing it to him. So, you know, it, it is a, it is a shame that he passed. Uh, you're making the angels laugh now, I guess. Um, here. And then something we had mentioned a couple minutes ago, Zombieland 2. Got a chance to go see it. Uh, my friend said, yo, I'm going to go see it. You want to go? So I said, fuck it. Sure. I want to go see my girlfriend's movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, what was that? What the fuck? <laughs> huh. Sound like you kind of hate right now, Paul. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, it's really good. I I definitely recommend going and seeing it. If you liked part one, this is definitely better than part one. And not that you know, not I'm not shitting on part one. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's bigger. There's more crazy kills. Um, I mean, of course, Rosario Dawson's in it. Uh, you know, it's weird. It's you know, it's weird to see that you know it's been ten years since the last movie. So. They kind of, they, there's a big chunk of that that goes on in the, in the movie where, I mean, of course, it's kind of weird to think like 10 years has passed and none of these people's lives have changed besides getting older. Um, you know, it's weird to see Abigail Breslin, like, you know, it grow up. <laughs> you know, you're so used to seeing her as a little girl and now she's like, you know, a woman. And, uh, you know, and then you realize that's right. You know, like, you know, part of her character is, you know, she's like, she's a teenager now. She wants to fuck, you know, she's, she wants to get laid. And, you know, you forget that, you know, like, oh, God. I don't want to think about Abigail Breslin wanting to fuck, <laughs> but you know, so is the way of the world, you know. And so, you know, they kind of wrote that into the movie, and and uh, I mean, you know, for the world that what it is, where it's obviously so ridiculous and so over the top and blown. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I had enjoy, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I mean, there's gore in it, but it's not, you know. Once again, if you saw part one, if you liked part one at all, uh, you'll like it. There is, a, there is, um, like a mid credit sequence. Which they, which is, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's sort of a throwback to part one. And, uh, it's, it's so once again, don't, if, once you see the first bit of credits, don't go running out of the theater. Sit, sit around and watch it because it's pretty fucking funny. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode. I mean, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I went to go to the, the Fathom event, saw that with, uh, it was a double feature with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, they're doing this weird thing where they're touring the movie throughout the country so it's sort of like you know they'll play one town and then like if you don't happen you know of course you know not everyone's going to pay fifty dollars because you when you pay fifty dollars it's like you go to see it but it's like with kevin smith and jason muse there and they do a q a before and after but like if you just want to see the movie they sort of the movie will start playing that weekend like you know if they're playing if they're playing let's just say if they're playing rochester on a wednesday that weekend it'll be playing in, in theaters in rochester but they're not playing anywhere around here and uh, i'm kind of curious because like albany is like the closest one I I don't know, it might be even Cleveland, Ohio, whatever. But, you know, either one, it's sort of like, you know, is Albany going to be close enough for... Now, mind you, I already saw it, but, I mean, for people like this, if you live in Rochester and you want to see the movie, is Albany close enough uh, for the movie to be be released here that weekend? Because, you know, even, even you know, Albany is still a six-hour drive from fucking Rochester. So um, I'm kind of curious. I do want to see it again, though, because I, I enjoyed it that much. Uh, it's 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 sort of the movie where you have to... Not have to, but, I mean, it's it's like the Marvel movies. You, you, you kind of have to have followed these movies and know who's who and what what i mean you may enjoy it because it may be just funny but you're not going to get all the jokes and stuff like that unless you've seen you know clerks and mole rats and jane Silent bob strike back and dogma and and and, and uh chasing amy and so on and so forth so uh you know once again if and if you have a chance to go see it and once again i mean if you're a kevin smith fan you already know this so uh i enjoyed it very much 
Oh, okay. Now here's a here's a thing from Comic Con, and you know it may sound like oh, you know, because you got to meet Matthew Broderick, you think it's all cool and shit like that. Um, no, very seriously, the best show that you're not watching right now on Netflix is called Daybreak, and, and I might have mentioned it the last episode just because I was talking about it. I did the I did the press room, and obviously, you know, you do the in this particular situation, we did the press room. Um, none of us actually saw the show. You know, we're we're interviewing these people, but we've never seen it. Well, I'm about I'm literally like on episode nine or ten or whatever. Daybreak is such a good fucking show on, on Netflix. It's about uh, and I once again I might have mentioned this last episode about a, a bomb that goes off in a town. Well, it, I think it goes off. These bombs go off around the world, and it basically kills off all. Not that it doesn't kill the it it turns all adults into basically zombies, but they're not zombies because they can still kind of think they kind of repeat the last thing they were saying before they before the bomb went off and so you know it's a world that had to be uh repopulated or, or re uh rebuilt with teenagers and uh it is so good every episode is like a different unique episode every episode kind of takes uh the point of view of a different character and it's like you know the you know the jocks become like fucking mad max road warrior characters you know the the amazon the the, the cheerleaders become like these amazon they call them cheerazons and uh there and then there's a there's a black guy in the show who, who who fancies himself a samurai and he lives by the you know bushido code and 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 oddly enough he's also a pacifist that's true. Well, well this, and, and this particular character, uh, one thing he's not like Darrell is that that is Durrell, uh, he is to Darrell as Darrell is to alcohol. This character is to marijuana. Like, this guy just <laughs> stays fucking getting high. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it is a really, it is very creative. It is very fun. Uh, and once again, I'm not just saying this because the, we were in the press room and stuff like that. I mean, I genuinely, I, this is like my new favorite show. And like, I'm going to be so sad when I get, cause I don't necessarily binge shows on Netflix. I'll, I will literally watch one episode a day and I kind of have like my own little schedule of shows that I'll watch while I'm, you know, working and shit like that. And so like, I look forward to watching it. And, and I know I'm getting close to the end. And, and I mean, obviously I think they're going to leave it enough where there's gonna, probably going to be a season two. But, uh, I mean, once again, nobody's heard of Daybreak. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, it's one of those hidden gems that I, I, I'm recommending it to you now. Go and see Daybreak because it is a great fucking show. It's very funny. Obviously it has a little bit of gore and nastiness because of the zombies, but, um, it is really funny. It's really heartfelt. And, you know, it's just, it's really interesting. My, my one teeny tiny problem, it's not even a problem. Is that, you know, the kids in this show, obviously the guys who wrote the show are in their late 30s, early 40s. And so there's 80s references and stuff like that, which, you know, teenagers, you know, a kid that's fucking 60, 17 isn't going to get like a Morrissey joke or or, or is going to be playing with a Skeletor. And and these are two things that happen. So it's sort of like, you know, I mean, of course, a 16-year knows who Skeletor is and is aware of the toys and stuff like that. But he's not going to be invested in playing with a Skeletor toy as as a person who's 42 <laughs> and grew up with the original He-Man. Uh, but that being said, it's so... It's one of those things where you just, I mean, and that's a small, small fucking price to pay, you know, where obviously, you know, I think you have to be a little older and, and like if younger people are watching the show, I don't know, if, not that they're not going to get the references, but it's, it's weird because it's obviously geared towards my crowd, even though everyone in the show is supposed to be, you know. 15 16 17 years old and so um you know but it's 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 a great show and i I, go fucking see it um anyone see the the obviously filmed before the accident the kevin hart 
uh, prank on on the Rock for. I mean, it was obviously it was obviously a commercial for Jumanji, but uh, uh, Kevin Hart dresses up like the Rock from uh, from that infamous photo of the Rock where he's wearing the turtleneck and the the fanny pack and and so on and so forth. So um, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that's cute. Obviously, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I had watched the thing recently and um, like it was like entertainment tonight or whatever, like, you know, uh, Kevin Hart, you know, he's in rehab and stuff like that. And, you know, he's, you know, he's walking, I mean, I think with assistance, but he's walking and stuff like that. I mean, luckily, you know, Kevin Hart was known to be like super athletic kind of guy where he was always, he was running marathons and shit like that. So, um, he has the drive and shit like that to fucking get himself back out to a hundred percent. But it's weird, you know, to, to, to see someone like that, like, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, luckily he's, he has the money and the resources and stuff like that. He's going to be all right. But, you know, to fucking knock him on his ass where he needs help just fucking standing up now and shit like that. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, he's going to, he's going to make his comeback and he'll be making movies with The Rock anytime soon. Um, but, oh, yeah, you know, but, you know, they had that. They had that video of him dressed up like the Rock with the fanny pack. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I know he gave it a little bite-sized piece of candy, man. <laughs> I love the way they troll each other, though, man. I mean, like they literally troll each other on the internet, real bad. They're the new. Uh... It's kind of like me and Paul sometimes. <laughs> no, I troll you better than you troll me. So you wish. Um. Okay, a couple more things here. Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodline. So once again, speaking of my girlfriend, uh, came out on DVD, so I got a chance to watch it. Um. I guess, you know, Paul wants me to do a review on it, um, you know, for a copy that I paid for, Paul, really? <laughs> Give me the free DVD and I'll do the review. No, but, um. Talk to uh, them, don't talk to me. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good, uh, you know, once again, like all the Warner animation, all the Warner, uh, Warner Brothers DC animated movies are good. Um, it is connected to the same universe. That's the one thing I like about James Tucker when he makes the movies. These are all part of the same universe. Um, it is its own contained movie, though. It's connected to the universe, but, you know, um, like you'll see the Hall of Justice and stuff like that. But, you know, one, you know, luckily enough, you know, you don't see fucking Superman. You don't see Batman. And I'm glad, you know, let Wonder Woman have her own fucking movie. Exactly. And, uh, and and so is this character called the Silver Swan. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't familiar with the character, uh, but I did a little homework, and you know, it was a character that's been around for you know about thirty years or so, and uh, it's sort of like an origin story, and it's one of those obviously, you know, like you know, Wonder Woman inadvertently has a hand in creating the villain that she you know that she fights later on. Um, so once and and you know, and the thing about this movie is that's kind of cool is that you know, uh, like I had mentioned earlier about uh, Terminator Dark Fate, Dark Fate, is that it's like damn near an all-female cast so like you know if, if you have you know someone like me or i have a daughter and stuff like that like you know you go baby you go watch superhero movies too and here's a movie with like all girls and stuff like that uh you know it's 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 it has action it's an action cartoon uh you know no real blood or gore um you know there is i mean you know pg-13 i guess would be the best way to, even though probably not it's pg as you know it's sort of you know i mean it, it does get a little intense i mean maybe not you know don't let your five-year-old watch it but like my daughter's nine and i had no problem with her watching it because you know the the the, the action kind of ramps up towards the end and you know mind you we are dealing with uh when you deal with wonder woman you kind of are dealing with like mythological characters and stuff like that which in, in this world they do exist so um does get does get a little wild towards the end but um you know people get shot and there is blood and stuff like that but it's not gory or anything like that so uh recommended i and i and the other uh box set that i bought the other day which i haven't opened yet because i want to sit back and enjoy it 
in my own time is the Batman Beyond finally on on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, so that's, that's out there also. There's like a big, there's a, there's a bigger set that comes with like all these extra DVDs and a little Funko Pop and all this other stuff. I didn't get that one. I just bought the DVD box set. Um, but it's out there. So now you can actually enjoy Batman Beyond without having to watch it illegally. Um, let me see. Uh, the Warner Brothers app is coming out and we're seeing it's going to, you know, it's showing the demise of the, DC Universe app, they're already like, you know, they're already promoting it. Like, oh, you could download the new Titans or Doom Patrol on the Warner Brothers app. Like, what? The Doom Patrol was exclusive to the DC Universe app. Well, obviously, the DC Universe app is going to go the way of the Dodo and kind of get folded into the, the Warner Brothers app. But, uh, you know, then they have the, the HBO Max app, which is weird because I totally forgot that, you know, remember back in the day, you know, the two rivals were HBO and Cinemax. But I think they're both, I think, I think they bought out Cinemax. So I'm wondering, like, is that. Anyway, you know, HBO Max is a sort of like a, a, a tiff to when HBO and Cinemax were, bat, were uh, Coke and Pepsi of cable. Uh, My Name is Dolomite came out on, on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, it's sort of a uh, watching. Uh, it's good to see Eddie Murphy back, you know, after after a string of uh, not so great movies. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, as I love Eddie Murphy, but, you know, he needs to get back to what he's good at and, you know, being raunchy and being rude. And, and but oddly enough, the show, the movie's very much a inspirational story. I mean, of course, yes, you see titties and there's a lot of cursing and stuff like that. But it's, you know, it's sort of like it's it's it's, it's definitely an inspirational story of like if no one's going to give you the opportunity to make your mark, you have to fucking go out there and fucking do it yourself and, and make yourself be recognized. And of course, you know, Dolomite's known for its campiness and, and it's how not good it is. But the, you know, my name is Dolomite. It's definitely, it's, it's a very inspirational. Once again, it's like, I mean, it has curses and, and vulgarity and titties and everything like that, but it's actually a very inspirational story about, you know, going out there and fucking, you know, if no one's going to give it to you, go out there and take it. And then, uh, my last bit of news, and this is sort of just, you know, I'm, I'm getting from someone from who lived in New York, you know, growing up in New York City, you get used to tourists and you get used to, you know, uh, certain parts of the city. You know, like you're not going to get anywhere around Times Square, even before 9-11, even before whatever, because, you know, all the tourists take up, you know, they, they take up space. And, you know, you're not going to drive through Times Square because you avoid it like the fucking plague because, you know, tourists are going to be there. Well, uh, the Joker movie <laughs> yeah. that, that I, you know, I was against since day one because the Joker... The Joker should not have an origin movie. It sort of goes against all sort of mystique behind the Joker. Um, well, apparently all these fucking sheep are going to the Bronx and visiting the stairs that the Joker dances on. And it just shit like that just irritates the fuck out of me. I'm so tired of, you know, uh, these people who have nothing better. And, you know, and I'm a fanboy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a kind of person that, you know, uh, you know, I love comic book movies. I love I love stuff of this nature. Um, but to make a movie, you know, I was not, once again, I was against the Joker movie since day one. And then all these fucking sheep are coming out to take pictures. And then the funny thing is, like, you see the people who take pictures, there's other people on the stairs. And, like, if I was going to go and take pictures on the stairs, I'd want this pe- Could you fucking move? <laughs> could you not stand around until I, so I could take my fucking photos? But apparently there's so many people visiting a fucking flight of stairs. And mind you, I lived in the Bronx briefly. You know, the Bronx is known for its fucking hills and for, sh- for fucking stairs like that. You know, that shit ain't cute. <laughs> big long flights of stairs are you know it's a fucking annoyance when you just want to get from one street to the other and you can either walk the fucking long way or go the fucking up the flight of stairs so um i you know it just it just shows you more of a reason for me to hate that movie is 
people visiting my old hometown to visit stairs for what so you can dance like this fucking dummy does in a movie you know uh obviously i'm not a big fan of the joker and uh that's pretty much it unless you guys have anything you want to talk about yeah no that's pretty much it brother i mean we got it man i mean when you mentioned um i am dolomite man i was about to start reciting the damn um signifying monkey dude because <laughs> hey signifying monkey is like one of the things that i know about dolomite more than anything way down in the jungle deep badass line stepped on the signifying monkey's feet the monkey said motherfucker can't you see why are you standing on my goddamn feet? I'm just gonna I'm gonna start right there because it's pretty long, man. <laughs> well, yeah, well the, the, I mean, the funny thing was that, like, you know, I, I had for some reason, I, well, not for some reason, I actually liked the movie. I started watching Bebe's Kids. Remember Robin oh, Harris's Bebe's yes. Kids? And if, and it's like it's so funny because and I, I like I literally watched it maybe like a week ago, and it was like, and he starts quoting Dolomite. Yeah, fucking baby's kids, and I'm like, wow, it blows my mind, like how much shit probably went over people's fucking heads, you know? Like, obviously, it's it's literally a cartoon for children, and this guy starts. (laughs) <laughs> quoting, monkey, man. Yeah, it starts quoting fucking Dolomite in a fucking. I mean, not to mention, movie. man, when they said beauty is the eye and the beholder, but ugly is to, to the, the bone, man. I was so weak. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just it was it's just a weird coincidence that I just was watching Baby's Kids and he, he started quoting Dolomite. I was like, oh my god, that shows you, you know, you get Dude, away that's with just murder. the influence that Dolomite, you know, had as far as like pop culture, man. Because like, what most people don't know is, man, this was like a little prehistory of hip hop man and you know this was Rudy Ray's like second party album like in the early 1970s and then on top of that it was x-rated content and if you've seen like the album cover man mm-hmm. you'll understand that <laughs> it's like literally on that on the literally it says this pussy belongs to me <laughs> and uh, you know and I'm you know uh, as hip as I like to think I am you know I didn't I didn't know about Dolomite until fucking like Snoop Dogg mentioned it in a song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was like a nothing but a G thing. Like, he says, like, my name was Dolomite. And I was like, you know, and at that time, I was like, okay, I don't, you know, and then I remember then people will talk to them. You know, then like when, uh, when like the Wayne's brothers did I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yeah. They started talking about black exploitation movies and then someone mentioned Dolomite. So like, I mean, like, I was always kind of aware that it existed. I'll be honest, with you, I've never watched it, but I have, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and there's, you know, a lot of people, you know, I listen to like movie podcasts and, and, and stuff like that where people will talk about, you know, grindhouse movies and black exploitation movies and stuff like that. So the funny thing is that like I've, I've, I've heard plenty of podcasts talking about Dolomite. I, you know, I just haven't had, I personally myself haven't gotten around to watching it. But, like, I kind of want to watch it now, especially after, like, you know, and I hate, you know, I, I'm one of those people dancing on the stairs right now. <laughs> you know, you know, we're like, oh, now all of a sudden you want to fucking get into Dolomite. But, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I would want to watch it now because, like, you know, now seeing, like, the behind the scenes. Once again, I mean, it was sort of always in the cultural zeitgeist, but I just never got around to, to actually watching the actual flick. You know, it's kind of like the stuff that I grew up on, man. Like, you know, the Mac, um, Truck Turn Up, Uptown Saturday Night, man, Cleopatra Jones, Coffee. You know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, man. Like the black exploit, you know, black exploitation. Like it was during the seventies, man. But you know, I grew up heavily watching those movies, so that's the reason why I knew about Dolomite and like all this other stuff, man. It's it's like most people don't understand that like the black exploitation era was like a real, it's a real big piece of like you know pop culture, man. That a lot of people don't get it, like especially when you're talking about certain references made in movies and sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, trust me, you can you can find a like a lot of that stuff, dude. And you know, like look here, even I would say even with the new Shaft Man, they do it justice. Now I ain't gonna say the Mac when they did the remake of the Mac, dude. Mm-hmm. They should have never did that in the first place, dude. <laughs> it should have never been a remake of the Mac. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, it's it's. I mean, and and you know, it all comes down to also just you know, just you know, uh, these writers and directors and and obviously independent filmmakers you know getting out there and fucking doing it with like no fucking support from a studio system and no support from you know uh you know you know to find someone to back you uh to put your you know to put your fucking your ideas out on on film and stuff like that i mean it's it's definitely inspirational it's definitely the the underdog story and uh you know i dig that you know i obviously you know i want to make my own movie i mean i'm not making dolomite (laughs) oh yeah speaking (laughs) of that though man with a remake man I know you probably heard about the remake of the Warriors, right? What they're supposed to be doing. Oh no, I was not. Yeah, aware of that. man, they're supposed to be making a remake of the Warriors now. I was like, look here, if you're gonna do a remake of the Warriors, you got to do that all the way right, man, because this was like one of those iconic films of the '70s too. Like, literally, can you dig it? I mean, That's- like, I mean, for like, I mean, the one thing I, once again, you know, I'll shit on the movie Joker a lot, but the one thing I do have to say is that it did capture that early '80s, late '70s New York aesthetic to it, where you know, uh, you know, where everything was just grimy and sweaty, and 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 you know, like you know, it, it was just felt real nasty just walking out of the street, and you know, the, the streets weren't. You know, people weren't going out of their way to keep the streets clean, like you know, garbage blowing down the streets and stuff like that. You know, I remember that, <laughs> you know, and, mm. and so, you know, and then, you know, especially since it took place in the Bronx, when I was a kid, I grew up in Manhattan, but my grandfather lived in the Bronx. So whenever I think of the Bronx from the early eighties, it just reminds me of the times we used to go visit my grandfather and, you know, you know, and my grandfather, you know, loved his, loved his alcohol, loved his gin, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, you know, you know, smelling alcohol coming out of his, his, his pores, you know, but I mean, he loved us and, and, you know, those are good fucking memories. So it's so weird, you know, I, mean, I say it's grimy New York, but it's also part of my childhood and it definitely, the, the, the whoever the production, you know, a designer, you know, when it comes to stuff like that was on point. So if like, if they're going to do a Warriors movie, grab that guy or girl or gal or whatever. I say guy just in general, talking about a person, you know, grab whatever team helped make uh, that part of New York. Even though it's supposed to be Gotham City, that part of New York come back because, you know, I, you can't do fucking the Warriors and fucking Post Giuliani in New York. <laughs> you no, know? When Times Square is fucking disney you can't, you know, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. I mean, the Warriors was just like that movie, man. Yeah, they, they caught the vibe of the vibe. All right, so let's wrap this up. That's, That's what she said. Um... Please visit two strangers one podcast.net and two strangers one podcast.com. Now they finally got that back on, back in order. Um, we can find all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes, uh, where you can, uh, download, uh, episodes. If you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, if you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can find us on the Stitcher app. That's S T I T C H E R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Um, like what I do is when I'm in my Wi-Fi spot at home, I put on listen later and available offline. So you can download the apps, download your, all your favorite podcasts to your device and then listen to where you're out and about. Um, of course, uh, uh, all podcasts worth listening to are on Stitcher, including Paul's other baby. 
and Darrell's baby, the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, is available on the Stitcher app. Okay, that's my podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Paul's baby, but Darrell is, you know, contributes. So, you know, if you live, if for whatever reason you've listened to this podcast and never heard of the Tsunami Faithful podcast, you could also hear Darrell over there uh, giving his uh, his uh, his uh, two cents on on uh, the Tsunami block on Cartoon Network Saturday nights. And um, uh, what's okay? Uh, you could also visit our hosting app SoundCloud, which I make all the episodes downloadable. It depends on your device if you could actually get them there. Uh, but if you're on the website, you could also download them on soundcloud.com just search for two strings of podcast we want your money we need your money but until i set up a patreon uh you can uh share and like us on facebook it takes two seconds to share and like this episode it takes two seconds to share and like the page just go to facebook.com slash two strangers on a podcast and uh just like us there uh if you want to write to us and i'm surprised i should have checked the email before we started the episode uh but if you would like to write to us like oscar has in the past and i'm pretty sure uh seeing Darrell on the episode will probably get his 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 attention uh you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com that's two strangers one podcast at gmail.com um and okay i just looked it up okay he hasn't written to us in a minute um let me see what else <laughs> uh he's not, he doesn't want uh, chris to find something more on him and you can go on uh youtube and you can listen up so all the episodes any of the episodes that are not on soundcloud or on itunes uh you could download about five years six years worth of it or listen to uh episodes on youtube just search for youtube.com slash two strangers what podcast oh no excuse me no that's not just search for two strangers one podcast on youtube <laughs> you'll find girls one cup people <laughs> uh, you can find my stranger vlogs you can find my audiobook on i um on i see a tale from the road um a couple music albums that i kind of put out made of making electronic music uh just go on youtube search for two strangers of podcast and you can find all that good stuff um i'll i still have videos from uh comic-con that i have yet to release um but i'm just you know it's just getting all this shit in order and i'm trying to think and you can find us on twitter at stranger podcast and that's about it uh paul aquist the floor to you sir of course you do so, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me, paulpascrillo at tunabifaithful.com. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're on our Discord, you can just add me, Paul Pascrillo, on Discord. So. And you can shit on me and do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Especially on Durrell. Whatever, whore. Mm-hmm. And Durrell, uh, you know, anything you want to uh, give yeah, us Yeah, basically, y'all can socials. find me these days. Oh, my bad. But you can just find me these days um, at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. That's pretty much it as far as social media these days. Yeah, he's an old man. <laughs> and I will fucking gut you like a goddamn dog in the streets of Fallujah. No, you <laughs> don't. push me, homie. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. <laughs> Alright, well we certainly guys you enjoy we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening, had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. I'm Darrell. Don't be a stranger. Deuces. Peace. <laughs> We're out. Bye. You should be fapping. All the time. <laughs> I mean, I guess no not November, but still. Dude, it's day four, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shoot. I gotta figure this out. I'm Kramer. I just come in and slap the money on the on the table. I lost a bet. Right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him punny. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialistic I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively... Sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in Lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh, Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like. Hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. This is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars is yeah. insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come, I, like I it. can see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I all. know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal, video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. 
You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on Two Strangers, One Podcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.